This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. All right, good morning, officially. How are you guys doing? Who's nervous? Yeah, cool, just me? Awesome. Good to know, good to know. Guys, my name is Tim Smith. I'm the uh, Director of Youth Ministries here at Schweitzer. Going to hang out with all the 7th through 12th grade students. A lot of them are in here right now hanging out, so it's kind of fun. It kind of feels like a youth gathering a little bit to you. Just with a lot of old people in it too. Just kidding. Uh, kind of. Hey, um, welcome to Renovate. It's our second modern service. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the other building today, but um, we get privileged to uh, keep Renovate as it is and, and do a little bit of learning. Uh, this week we're talking about joy a little bit, and I want to brag on the students a lot um, uh, throughout this morning, if that's all right. It's uh, something that uh, I, I love these students like crazy, um, whether they're hard or whether they're easy to love. Um, but uh, every Wednesday night, normally of the year, uh, we have something going on for youth ministry. But in the past little bit, things have looked a lot different. Um, over the past couple weeks, we've, got, uh, we've given the students an opportunity to brainstorm ways to, um, is this, hold on, to brainstorm ways that they can serve within Schweitzer or outside in the community around Schweitzer. And uh, a couple students, uh, we had our middle school girls decide they wanted to go to uh, uh, Mercy Hospital, which is just down the street, and they wanted to love on the uh, nurses in the emergency room, which is so cool. So we gave them the opportunity. They came up with everything on their own. Uh, what they ended up doing is they uh, a couple a couple weeks before uh, they ended up hand dipping like big long pretzel sticks in chocolate and then bagging it up real pretty, tying a bow on them, making a thank you card on them, and then they went to Mercy. They went into the emergency room area and they hung out and got to love on the nurses there. And it wasn't until a little bit after we got home that same evening that, that this was two Wednesdays ago. And that same evening, uh, what ended up happening is uh, the Schweitzer Facebook page got a, uh, a post on it. And I want to put it up here real quick for you guys to see. This lady named LaShonda, which we've never met before, but she's a nurse in the ER, and this is what she wrote. Thank you so much to the Schweitzer United Methodist Youth Group for waiting at our time clock in the ER at Mercy today with chocolate-covered pretzels and thank you cards. Words cannot express how much it meant to me to see all of your sweet smiles at the end of a long, hard day. You all made my night. I am so humbled and grateful that each one of you took time out of your night to come bless us. Thank you and Merry Christmas to you. This is the girls uh, with a bunch of leaders and adults that helped uh, transfer all of them over there. Guys, this is what spreading joy looks like. Mind everyone's way. This is what spreading joy looks like, okay? Um, these girls, I mean, this is the end of the semester. These girls have a lot on their plates in school, sports, theater, all these things that could be taking up their time. But they decided to take time out of their day to go to Mercy and, and, and love on the nurses that a lot of times kind of get kind of blown over, you know, which uh, is so cool. So, so tonight, uh, or this morning, we're going to be talking about uh, this gift that God has bestowed on us, this joy. When he sent his, his one and only son uh, to be born, he gave us this joy, and it's so amazing. Um, a lot of times in this Christmas season, this is not a... a a real happy time of the season for some people, but for me, I like to try to stay really happy, like all the time. I try at least. Um, there are Christmas lights all over the all over the place, Christmas trees, Christmas music on 1059 before Thanksgiving started. There's stuff all over that makes us so joyful and so full of joy. But guys, not everyone feels that joy all the time. 
And a lot of us, you know, the stress of the holiday season gets to us. We might have anxiety. Um, some of us might not want to go hang out with our families that we have to hang out with during this time of the year. And so this, this strips us of this joy that God is giving us. And so tonight, we're gonna, or this morning, we are, tonight, I'm so used to speaking in front of the students at nighttime, so I keep saying tonight. Um, this morning, we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 2. I'm going to call my buddy uh, Sam Knopf up here real quick. If Sam could come up here, I've got a mic for you. He's going to read, we are in Luke 2, uh, verses 1 through 12. And Sam's going to read this for us real quick. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there were no rooms for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord, glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Perfect. Thanks, Sam. You nervous right now? Me too. Hold on, hold on, real quick. Hey, can we turn on the house lights? We're going to take a really quick selfie. Does everyone want to take a selfie? Just real quick while Sam's up here. Okay, can we turn on some house lights? Here we go. Ready, Sam? I think this is the first time in Renovate history you've taken a selfie in service. Okay, are we ready? Get in here, Sam. Act like you like me. Okay, ready? Everyone's going to be in this. I'm going to take all you guys in just a little bit, all right? Okay, we're going to just try this. Here we go. Ready, everyone? One, two, three. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Rookie mistakes. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Okay, I hope that worked. Thanks, Sam. Everyone give it up for Sam real quick. Thanks, Sam. So, um, guys, this morning we're talking about joy. We're talking about the scripture, um, where Mary and Joseph uh, had a lot of stress and anxiety in their lives at that time. A lot of times we just think of, oh, it's a baby in a manger, and there's a really cute picture of that, and, and everything's good, right? The baby was healthy. Well, we got to back up and think about what happened with these two young teenage kids, Mary and Joseph, at the time when this was all happening. Let's take Joseph, for instance. Um, guys, Joseph was probably pretty stressed. Um, his girlfriend, fiance, he, uh, Mary was pledged to marry Joseph at the time. So they weren't married yet. And all of a sudden he hears word that this girl that he's loved and that he hopes to get married to is now pregnant. Not his kid. It's like a Maury show, okay? Who knows what's happening? So guys, in Joseph's head, he's starting to think, okay, what am I going to do? Uh, do I divorce this person? Do I let her go her own way? Do we stay together? What do we do? And guys, so there's, an, I can't imagine the kind of stress that was on Joseph at the time or strain on him at the time. Um, 
But then what happened? An angel appeared, right, to Joseph and said, chill out, Joseph. That's like the message version. <laughs> chill out. Your wife is carrying the Savior of this world. And then scripture says, joy fell upon Joseph. Everything was good. And then you got to think about Mary, right? So Mary, teenage girl, all of a sudden pregnant. She has no idea how she got pregnant, right? And then, to top it off, she's about nine months pregnant, right? When the kind of the story kicks off and everything. And all of a sudden, they have to pay these taxes. So now Mary and Joseph have to pick up. Remember, Mary's nine months pregnant. She now has to go 60 to 70 miles away to a new town to pay these taxes. So just think about this. Think about a nine-month pregnant female, which my wife has been there. It's crazy. And now, we didn't have cars, so now this nine-month female has to walk or ride via animal 60 miles to a town to pay some taxes. And if that wasn't hard enough, they get to the town and all the hotels are closed or they're full, right? There's no motel, there's no room in the inn. So what do they tell her? Oh, you're nine months pregnant, you just traveled a really long ways, you're about to have a kid. Here, take this like horse stable. You guys can sleep in the hay. What? As if a female could be under more stress and pressure or anxiety. Mary, Mary had it all, you guys. But then guys, when, when Jesus was born, when our Savior was born, she held him in her, in, in her arms. This joy fell over her like crazy. And all that stress and all that anxiety that she was going through fell away. In the love of her life, Jesus Christ was in her arms. She was full of joy. And then, too, we can't forget about the shepherds, right? You guys know the shepherds were like low class. Uh, they worked the dirty jobs. Mike Rowe was doing a film back in biblical days. He probably would have been a shepherd, right? He probably would have done that. And this time, the shepherds really weren't uh, really thought of very much. So they're, they're keeping, uh, keeping their, their livestock. Uh, this is overnight. And all of a sudden, the angel appears to them. They freak out, right? As I would. Uh, all of a sudden, the angel comes to me. I have no idea what's happening. They start to freak out, but the angels say, chill out. A child's about to be born. The Savior of the world is about to be born. Go spread the news that our Savior is here. And then the shepherds were full of joy. They, they went and they spread the word of God. And this joy, guys, like the shepherds did not live a lavish lifestyle. They did not have a lot of money. They didn't, they didn't live in a really nice house. So they were probably stressed for money. They were probably stressed on what they were going to eat. But yet, when the angel came to them and said, the child is born, our Savior is born, joy had fallen upon them. This, this story that Sam read for us is full of stressful situations and, and anxiety-riddled situations. But yet, guys, the Savior... Our Savior, Jesus Christ, transcends all of that stress, transcends all of that anxiety. A lot of us, this is a really happy time of year. Christmas is five days away, right? Christmas is Friday, I think. Christmas is five days away. How many of you guys have all your shopping done? Don't lie. Okay. I don't have it all done yet. Uh, so there's a lot of stress still. We've got five more days, right? A lot of stress, but there's a lot of joy. And so I want us to look a little bit about what it looks like. Sometimes we have to choose to be joyful in our lives. Sometimes when we wake up in the morning, we're just not a joyful kind of person in the morning. How many of you guys are not joyful people in the morning? Yeah, I'm normally not either. So a lot of times, guys, we have to choose to be joyful. But guys, God calls us to be joyful. He wouldn't have sent us 
Jesus Christ as a baby, he wouldn't have sent us uh, the gift of joy if he didn't want us to be joyful. We need to choose to be joyful on a daily basis. That's what God has called us to do. Um, I want us to look at a couple ways that we can choose to be joyful. One thing is, what makes us happy? Simple, simple question. What makes us happy? What gets us going in the morning? What, what gets us to wake up in the morning? And for me, I'll be honest, on like Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings, uh, I don't always want to be with the students. I'll be completely honest with you. I do not want to hang out with them sometimes. Uh, it's just, I'm just being completely honest. Uh, there's like a Wednesday, our youth stuff starts like at 6 o'clock on a Wednesday night, and 4 o'clock rolls around, and I'm just like, I do not want to be here right now. I really don't want to see Sam Knopf today. I really don't. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if, if that's just the devil working on me, or, or, or if just my heart's maybe not in the right spot. But I have to make a conscious effort to be joyful in those situations sometimes. But you guys, you know what makes me happy is honestly these students. I can be super stressed or super... Uh, uh, sad or angry or whatever at like 5.59. But when the first student walks through the doors for me, it's like for some reason I forget about all that. And I get a smile on my face. I get to high-five the students, hug it out with some of the guys. Sometimes they punch me. Whatever it is, we, I love, there's, some, there's, there's this joy that just overflows me when the students walk into the youth room. Or when I'm at their games, I get to see them and they're happy to see me hopefully, right? There's this joy that just overflows in my heart. And something I love to see, um, there's a social media app called Instagram. Tons of the students are on it, I'm on it. And what I love to see is when I search some of these students on Instagram, because sometimes I stalk you guys to see if you're like behaving and living out the life that God has called you to live. Luckily, some of you guys are, okay? And so I want to show you guys real quick on this slide. It's going to be hard to read, but this is just eight of our students, okay? Very small portion. And if you read, don't look at the picture, but if you read their little like profile, little like sayings, each one of these students is saying something like, God is first, I am second. Or they've got scripture in there. Um, turn your worry to uh, Grace Slater, which is in here today. Turn your worry uh, into worship and watch God turn your battles into blessings. That, can't, that doesn't make you joyful, seeing these students writing these things? Guys, these students are trying to be popular, trying to be liked. And I'll be honest. Being sold out for Jesus Christ doesn't necessarily make you really well-liked in all circles. But yet these students here at Schweitzer are putting on social media for everyone to see that they love God and nothing's going to change that. And if we're in here today and that doesn't give us, put a smile on our face, you need to go into prayer right now. <laughs> because that should put a smile on your face right there that these students are doing this. Our students, guys, our students at Schweitzer are doing some amazing things and a lot of people aren't even knowledgeable that they're doing them. And so I'm going to brag on them throughout this time I've got with you right now. But this is one simple way that they're bringing joy to at least my heart. This makes me happy to be with the students because of this. Um, another thing that makes me happy, which a lot of you guys know, I have a little uh, three-year-old girl. Um, we've got another little boy on the way. So I've got my little, little boy so I don't have to make my little girl a tomboy anymore. Uh, but my little girl, uh, I love her to death. And she brings me so much happiness. And before I brag on her too, I want to show you guys a really quick video that I put together. So if you've never met Chloe, you can see a little bit about her. You're the joy, joy, joy.
husband of my little daughter. Like I said, I've tried to make her a tomboy as much as I could. Most of that stuff, she's either wearing a jersey, a hat, or she's in my bike with me, okay? I've been trying my hardest, and I'm failing miserably. So luckily, God has given us a little boy that I can roll around the dirt with and throw balls at and stuff. So, um, Chloe, though, like, I, I don't care. Children, not even just my daughter, but children as a whole, if you're having a bad day, go walk in the kids' ministry area over here at Schweitzer. You can't walk through those hallways without putting a smile on your face without being full of joy. And for Chloe, like I could have the worst day in the world at work, which doesn't happen very often, but sometimes it will. But if I'm having a horrible day, or maybe it's just been a bad morning, and then like I get this big old hug from Chloe with her hair all over the place, and she licks me or something, I just like, a smile comes over my face like crazy, because I know that she's a child of God. That God loves my daughter. God loves all the kids around in the world. Specifically for me, Chloe makes me so happy. There's this quote um, by, uh, it's a lyric actually, by a guy named Matt Carney. And uh, I don't want to mess it up, but he says in uh, his newest CD, um, he says, this is for the two-year-olds who cannot be understood because they speak half English and half God. That's deep. That's like one sentence, but you can chew on that. This is to the two-year-olds that can't be understood because they speak half English and half God. And I'll be honest, Chloe's really far behind in her speaking right now, so I don't have any idea what she's saying half the time. But what I love to think is that God knows exactly what she's thinking. God knows exactly what she's, what she's trying to tell me. I love to see my daughter pray. She's kind of gotten this weird habit where she doesn't like to pray right now, but that's okay, we're going to keep working on it. But for a while there, she loved to pray. But I have to think that because my daughter is a child of God, that brings me happiness. So first of all, in order to be joyful this Christmas season, the next five days, what makes you guys happy? Write something down. A lot of times for these students, when I see them, the first thing I ask them is, what, what made you smile today? Simple, simple question to ask someone. And you know what the, the bad thing is? Some people can't even think of anything. Guys, what makes you happy? And do more of that. That will make you joyful. Um, another thing we need to be doing is spreading, spreading joy, spreading the love of God. And that's hard for a lot of us to do. It's easy for me to say up here on the stage because I work at a church, right? Well, guess what? I also work at a bike shop part-time with people that don't love God. And it's hard. I know it's hard. But guys, our students doing an amazing, amazing job. For, for instance, Lindsay Standen, she's a senior at uh, Rogersville High School. Um, she just signed to play uh, golf over at Drury. Um, and Lindsay is insanely, insanely busy. Um, half the time she can't even make it to youth on Wednesday nights because she's got so much homework or a golf tournament. But guys, Lindsay's taking time out of her day, and she leads something called Wildlife, which is basically, uh, it's Young Life or a Bible study for middle school kids. Now, how many of you know any high schoolers that like to hang out with middle schoolers? Exactly. None of them do, okay? But for some reason, Lindsay loves these middle school girls that she gets to hang out with. She goes into the middle school at Rogersville, and she loves all these kids. She teaches them about God. Guys, if a high schooler can do it, any of us can do that. Any of us can spread the love and the joy of Jesus Christ to others. Also, we got a young man named Jake Stever, all right? Uh, there's a picture of him. I'm sorry if you don't like hunting. It's the only good picture I can find of Jake. Jake is on the right side. He's the younger of uh, him and his brother. Uh, this is Jake Stever. And Jake is in my Wednesday night small group. He's a middle school fella. 
Um, he gives me a run for my money a lot. Uh, me and Alec Knopf are, are his small group leaders, and he is a handful. But you know what's amazing about Jake? Is that he's leading FCA at, Spar at Stratford Middle School. A, a young man that is honestly trying to be very popular in his school decided that he's going to help pick up this FCA program and lead it. And you know what happened? The schools basically dropped the program. No one is letting them meet in their classrooms. If you guys don't know about FCA, teachers need to be open to letting you meet in their classroom so you can have your Bible study and your prayer time. But they don't have anywhere to meet now. So they've got to go like outside to go meet, but yet Jake is not giving up on that dream to lead FCA, to lead other middle school students in the Word of God. Jake is spreading joy. Jake is spreading the love of Jesus Christ to kids his age when it might not be the most popular thing to do. And I think a lot of times we find it that we don't want to do that because we might be thought of differently or we might not be popular or we might not get uh, invited to that Christmas party or we not be, might, may not be invited to the lake that weekend because of our beliefs. But guys, if we're sold out for Jesus Christ like a lot of these students are, we shouldn't be worrying about that. Um, another one of our uh, groups a couple Wednesdays ago um, went to, uh, this one is at uh, Cox Hospital. Um, some of our uh, high school girls this time, this is on that same Wednesday night that we got that Facebook message from someone at Mercy. This is at Cox. And some of our girls uh, made these uh, handmade tie blankets and, um, and Christmas cards. Uh, we've got our youth Christmas cards. And they took them to the fifth floor of Cox to a bunch of cancer patients that might not have much joy in their life right now. And our, and our high school students walked into the rooms, got to have conversations with these people. And this lady specifically, I forget her name, but this is Megan on the left and, uh, and uh, Emily on the right. And these two girls uh, had left the room after they talked to this, uh, this lady, and they got called back in the room. And this lady wanted to thank them so much for what they did, and now this, this cancer patient has donated more and more fleece to the youth ministry so we can make more and more tie blankets for more and more cancer patients in Springfield. If that's not spreading joy, guys, I don't know what is. Our students were selfless enough to go here, to go into, to go into Cox, give this person a gift, and now she is returning that so they can make more. Guys, spreading the love of God, spreading joy is not hard to do. We just need to find out what makes us happy and do more of it. One last picture. Uh, me and my uh, middle school fellas uh, went downtown the same evening. We went downtown to the square and made a bunch of hot chocolate uh, and also decorated like green and red cups. Uh, and we gave them out to people that looked like they needed a little bit of joy in their lives, a little bit of love in their lives. And uh, it was amazing for me to see our middle school guys, which have the attention span of about 10 seconds, <laughs> go downtown to people they've never met before and are actually very intimidating to them because they're mainly adults, and they went and they just asked people, hey, are you thirsty, you want some hot chocolate? And some of these guys were just like totally taken back that these middle school guys would come down and serve them on a night that they didn't have to do that. But guys, these middle school boys, and this was their idea, not Alec and I's idea. This is our middle school fellow's idea to go downtown and bring hot chocolate to the people that might need it. They also got Christmas cards that had prayers on them, that had scripture on them. The cups had prayers and scripture on them, and also some weird drawings. But guys, we brought the love, we brought the joy to these people. 
Guys, if middle school and high school students can do this stuff, and it's catching on, any of us can do this. What makes us happy? Do more of that, and then spread the joy, spread the love of Jesus Christ by doing what makes you happy. Um, a lot of us, though, get really, really caught up in, in, this, in this Christmas season, in, in the... Uh, Oh, the commercialization of Christmas. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. I love Christmas movies. I love Elf. I love Christmas Vacation, which is... Uh, I also love... I love so many things about Christmas. I love going to see Christmas lights. I love eating cookies. I love getting a little bit bigger during Christmas. I love the commercialization of Christmas. But I think what happens with me also happens with everyone else. I get super caught up in it. I get super caught up in what am I going to buy this person? What am I going to receive for Christmas? Uh, when am I going to get to Silver Dollar City Christmas before it's too late? Uh, oh, man, I've got to go see family this weekend. Or, oh, man, I've got to go meet up with these people uh, today. And, and We get caught up in this commercialization of Christmas. We forget the true meaning of Christmas, guys. The true meaning of Christmas is exactly what Sam just read for us. The true meaning of Christmas is that God has sent his one and only son, to be born in a manger of all places, the lowly of lows, so that we might know how to live as human beings here on earth as God has called us to live. That is the true meaning of Christmas. There's a, there's a story I read, and there's this little boy that asks his dad, Dad, who is, and this is during the Christmas season, he says, Dad, who is Jesus? And his dad says, well, Jesus is the reason for the season. And the little boy says, well, I thought Santa was the reason for the season. And so the dad says, well, he is. If you, uh, if you want an Xbox over eternal life, it's a, rough, uh, it's a rough one for a dad to tell their little, little kid. But I think that's how we think. We think, you know, when are we going to see Santa? You know, when are we going to, when are we going to do this? When are we going to go there? Who are we going to get this for? And all the time that we've put, there's, a, there's an analogy of like you put Jesus in the, in the passenger seat. You don't let him drive for you. But in all honesty, guys, I think in the Christmas season, a lot of times, we just throw him in the trunk. And every now and then when we need him, we'll open the trunk and we'll take it out and we'll, we'll talk to him and then we'll shut it again and be like, you're good, thanks Jesus. I'll call out, I'll get at you when I need you again, right? Instead of remembering that the true reason that, that we have Christmas trees up here right now that we're talking about this joy is because God gave us this gift of joy. God gave us this little baby Jesus that's later gonna die on the cross for us. And be our savior. That's the real joy. That's the reason for the season. And if we forget that, we've got a lot more problems. So we need to remember, what is the real reason for the season? What makes you happy? Spread that around. Spread that joy around. And all that we do, remember, what's the true, true meaning? What's the true reason for the season? Um, back in Mary and Joseph's day, when they were hanging out and they were... Um, traveling and, and having a kid, guys, their life was full and full and full of stress and anxiety and, and all this stuff that they did not want to deal with. They were teenagers. And yet, now Mary's carrying the Savior? Yeah, that's not stressful, right? Guys, they had so much stress, but because they chose to be joyful, that transcends any stress or anxiety that we can have. And it might be hard to, to, to choose joy. 
to choose to be joyful. But guys, the Christian walk, if everything's easy, we're not doing it right anyways. If our life is super easy right now, then we're not really walking the walk that God has called us to walk. We need to choose to be joyful. How do we do that? By doing things that, that make us happy and doing more of those. By... I already forgot my second point. <laughs> By spreading the joy. Thank you. Whatever student just said that. Keep me accountable. And by remembering the reason for this season. I've got one more slide I want to show you guys real quick. This slide is of that Wednesday night when our students went kind of all over Springfield. Some stayed here uh, at Schweitzer to do some things. This is a picture of what it looks like to be joyful. This is a picture of what it looks like to spread love, to spread the joy, to spread the, the, the true meaning of the Christmas season. The birth of our Savior. We had people go to Cox, we had people go to Mercy, we had people go downtown, we had some people that are going to be going to nursing homes in a little bit, we had some people that made a lending library for the community garden, um, where else did they go? Uh, we had some students, the top center, uh, some of our students made these thank you cards for our staff, and that's Sam Knopf, Carson Neal, and Hannah Loader sitting on Bob Cassidy's desk. <laughs> they broke into his office and uh, took a selfie on his desk. Um, and then this, the top left, there's a family in Stratford that that lost their home and everything they had to a fire. And so this group of students um, collected tons of necessities that they don't have anymore, wrapped them up, and then last Sunday, after church, delivered them uh, to that family. Guys, these students have chose to be joyful. They've chosen to spread joy because they know the true meaning of the Christmas season. They know the true meaning of, of the fact that God sent his one and only son to let us be joyful. What makes you happy? And do more of that. How can you spread the love of joy? The love and the joy. Do more of that. But in all these things, we have to remember the true reason for this season is Jesus Christ. Guys, let me pray for you real quick and then we're going to invite the band back up. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time you've given us to hang out in here in this renovated area, this, this concrete floor building. It's a safe place. It's easy to love you in this building. Uh, but God, it's so hard that when we walk out of here and we start watching football or we start watching commercials or we go shopping or we start hanging out with our friends, it's so hard to be joyful sometimes. Even a bad football game will suck the joy right out of us, God. And that really stinks. Um, Lord, and everyone in this building right now including myself, Lord, let us be joyful. Let us choose joy. Let us figure out what makes us happy. Because, Lord, that's what you've called us to do is to spread your love, to spread your message, to spread the word of God to all nations. And, Lord, if we're not doing that with a joyful heart, I think we're doing it wrong. So, Lord, is there's people in here right now that might be stressed, that might have some anxiety, might have some more Christmas presents to figure out. Lord, don't let us harp on those things. Lord, let us choose joy this Christmas season. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Amen.